3: Thomas, W-E-E-I, taking your phone call, 617-779-7937. I was saying, you know, I'm ready for a new direction with the Patriots. Uh, I don't pretend to have all the answers here, but at the same time, you know, I know what's stale. I know what stale looks like. I know what tired looks like. And that's really what I see with the Patriots. You know, I have a lot of respect for Belichick. I think he is the greatest coach of all time. I think he will pass Shula. He's got all the rings. It's all good, man. You know, I don't believe he needs to retire. I don't love Belichick, the GM. How in the hell could you? But at the same time, the guy, I I don't think he needs to retire as a coach. Uh, I, I believe he should still go somewhere. Who cares if they're ready made to win? If you were him, wouldn't you pick that? And I've heard people say, well, you know, trade him somewhere. It takes two to tango. I, I mean, why would you trade for Bill Belichick right now if you're another team? I'm not giving up draft compensation for a guy who I believe, to be honest with you, is either going to be here or not in the offseason. I think they're either going to commit the bill and say you're our guy moving forward, uh, period, and that is what it is or they're going to mutually, I'm using air quotes as I say this, mutually part ways, and Bill's going to pick where he wants to go. I just don't believe there's any you know team that's going to give up what? What are you giving up for Bill? A first-rounder? Stop. Second, I don't think so. I just don't think there's some team that's going to be beating down the door to give up draft picks for Bill Belichick. Uh, I do think it's time to move on, though. And, you know, I said there's a handful of teams that make a lot of sense, from Buffalo to the Chargers, Commanders, Cleveland, Atlanta. I mean, there's a ton of teams that make sense for Belichick services, GM and coach or just coach or otherwise, whatevs. Uh, I just think it's time to move off of them here. I also think you need to go in a different direction at quarterback, and I think you need to start over. I do not want Kirk Cousins coming off a major injury and he's unproven anyways. I do not want Ryan Tannehill, who's 157 years old and gets hurt when the wind blows. I I mean, I don't want a trade market of Kyler Murray, who's undersized, very talented, but uh, would rather stream on Twitch playing Call of Duty. You know what I mean? No, thanks. Uh, Justin Fields, who we're not even sure if he can play or not yet. And he needs development. And so you're going to tell me you're going to ship him to another offense in a new town where we want to win now and wait that out and to see if he can or cannot play? No thanks. And then there's a bunch of Tyrod Taylors and Jacoby Brissett. No thanks. Been there, done that. And, you know, that's dreck. I think you draft one of these kids. Now, obviously, Caleb Williams can ball. Um, you know, the knock on him is he paints his nails and he cries after a loss. Yeah, I'll take that. But, you know, Drake May can play. Michael Penix, Bo Nix, J.J. McCarthy, Quinn Ewers, Jaden Daniels. I mean, Riley Leonard, the big physical kid out of Duke. Jordan Travis at FSU. I mean, there are guys that could play. Hell, Deion's son can play if he comes out. There's a bunch of quarterbacks, and it's easier now in this league than ever to acclimate from college to the pros because the offenses are very similar, the rules are very similar, you protect a quarterback. I just think it's time. And then if Gerard Mayo is the next coach in waiting, I don't love it. I, I want to move away from the Belichick era, but if, if promises were made and that's a guy, so be it. I mean, you have so much talent on defense – I'm okay with it because your defense should be just fine next year. But if you're giving me Mayo, you've got to give me an offensive-minded coach, preferably uh, offensive coordinator, and preferably young. I want a young, innovative mind with a young quarterback. And with that defense, I think you can make it happen. Now, I understand Mayo is a coach in waiting, and maybe that's his gig if you move off of Belichick. I can live with it, but I'd prefer Jim Harbaugh, who's got to be sick and tired of the Michigan BS. By the way, I think they're going to win the Natty this year. I think they're better than Georgia. I think they're going to win the Natty, and that'll add to him wanting to get the hell up out of there. All the nonsense he's dealt with, and if they win big, I could see Jim Harbaugh saying, I want another crack at the NFL. Why wouldn't you want to come to a class organization with a great owner with the Patriots and Robert Kraft. But if that's pie in the sky, so be it. How about Ben Johnson, the young offensive coordinator with the Lions? I mean, have you been watching the Lions this season? That offense is explosive, one of the most explosive in the league. Jared Goff's having a career year. I would love Ben Johnson as my new head coach with a rookie hot shot quarterback and a, at least on paper, when healthy, dominant defense—you can win some games. By the way, all of a sudden, this division's wide open, isn't it? Bills <laughs> regressing. I mean, if this is stock, they're they're going. You're selling that stock. They're going in the wrong direction. You don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to stay healthy for the Jets, coming off that injury, and the Dolphins are now the creme de la creme, right? But with the defense you have here. If you can get the offense at least up to par, you're not going to be the Dolphins offensively. But if you can get it to a modern-day offense, I mean, who's to say you can't push the Dolphins in the division next season? Of course you can. So my question, all shows, six one seven 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 nine seven nine three seven, is how would you fix the Patriots? I gave you my blueprint there. All right, uh, so I already told you the AFC East game's that I like for tomorrow. You know, the Raiders are a spirited group, but I don't think they have the thoroughbreds to hang with the Dolphins. I like the Dolphins to win that game there. Uh, And then I like the Bills at home. You know those fans get drunk, jump through tables, and they need it because that team's playing like trash. But, you know, the Jets, uh, they're not going to be an easy out, but we all know what happens with Zach Wilson under center. You know what I mean? So at some point, If it hasn't already, I think that locker room turns and the defense on one side saying, look, bro, we're giving you everything we have and you keep trotting this pretty boy kid out here and uh, we keep losing. So, you know, there's going to be a mutiny. I like Robert Sala, but, you know, he's not exactly uh, Bill Belichick in terms of keeping things under control. Say what you want about this team. They stink this season, no doubt about it. But there's not going to be any damn mutiny against Bill Belichick. You can believe that. He'll cut the whole team and have practice squad guys before he lets that happen. You know what I mean? He'll take people <laughs> he'll take people off the street to play for this team before he lets uh the inmates run the asylum. I'm not so sure that Salah can stop that. So I like the Bills finally uh to at least get a win and get back on track. But they're a mess. I don't believe that's a playoff team at all. Uh, All right, let me run through the other games here. Steelers at the Browns in the dog pound. Listen, I think the Steelers win this game with Deshaun Watson. Maybe I'd feel differently, but he's not there. With Nick Chubb, maybe I'd feel differently. He ain't there either. So with neither one of those guys walking through the door, I I mean, how in the hell can you? How can you not believe in Mike Tomlin? How? I, I mean, the guy just keeps winning. His offense is like duct tape and bubble gum and a paper clip. He's the black MacGyver. It's unbelievable. I mean, Mike Tomlin is still winning with that offense and a dominant defense. They kind of remind me of old-school Steeler teams before Ben Roethlisberger or early Roethlisberger where that's how they beat you. I mean, they have two running backs now. They run the ball, they play great defense, and then Kenny Pickett has a lot of guile, guts, and moxie, and he just makes the plays at the end of the game that win games for the Steelers. And uh, I think Mike Tomlin, you know, you could make a real case. He's the best coach in the league. Uh, Bears and Lions in Detroit. I mean, you know where I'm going here, right? Detroit, I I can't believe I'm saying it, but you got to trust them, don't you? Especially at home. I mean, this Lions team, I think, could knock off a San Francisco or – uh, Eagles in the playoffs. They can't knock off both. They're not that good. But I do think they can knock off one of them. They're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. I believe in the Lions. I think they beat the Bears, although the Bears are better off with Justin Fields and without. Uh, Packers at home taking on the Chargers. I'm going to go Chargers here. You know, I think that head coach uh, shouldn't even have that job. I thought in the offseason they should have moved off of him uh, in, in Brandon Staley, but. I do think Justin Herbert is better than Jordan Love, and it's not even close. And I believe right now, Green Bay, it's not snowing. You know, it'll be just fine for the Chargers to go in there and win the game. I like them to win. Um, Giants and Commanders, uh, let me just say, just so we're all clear here, who cares? I mean, that game is awful. In fact, this whole slate sucks. I'll take the Commanders at home because – uh, the Giants quarterback's mommy makes his meals in his bed for him. That's all you need to know. I mean, you're taking shots at Caleb Williams for painting his nails and crying after a, a hard fought loss. <laughs> I mean, this kid's mommy makes his lunch for him and makes his bed every day. Please, Commanders, by a thousand. Uh, Cowboys and Panthers, they're going to beat the hell out of the Panthers because the Panthers stink, okay? Titans in Jacksonville taking on the Jags. Huge game. I think the Jags get back on track. But Trevor Lawrence has to get his Shaq Diesel together because, uh, you know, I've heard everyone ordain him the next great quarterback. And I see it in moments, but I don't see it consistently. And if Will Levis uh, goes to Duval County and beats Trevor Lawrence, uh, you know, Him nor Doug Peterson may be long for this world. I mean, next season, they both could be on the hot seat, but I think the Jags get it done at home. Uh, I'll take the Texans at home uh, to beat the Cardinals, but don't be surprised if that's an upset. I mean, Kyler Murray with the Cardinals now, they look like a competent football team. They look like a pro football team and not a Pop Warner. I know how good C.J. Stroud is and the Texans are playing right now, but remember – they beat the Bengals last second last week, and then next week they play the Jags. So this is a perfect spot where the Texans could be sleeping on little Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. So Cardinals may hang in that game, but I, I think the Texans should win it at home. Niners are going to beat the Buccaneers, although it could be closer than people think. Baker Mayfield is is a tough guy. Uh, I think the Bucks will hang in there, but the Niners will win the game. And I'll take the Rams at home uh, healthy now over the Seahawks. Although I like the Seahawks, I do think they'll be a playoff team. But the Rams are just about as healthy as you're going to get. Stafford Cup, I mean, those guys back in the lineup, McVay coaching them, they could get that game. That could be a low-key pretty good game that no one's talking about. Sunday nighter, I'll roll with the Broncos. I'll roll with them. I barely – I'm not going to use the word trust – But, uh, you know, I barely believe in them a little bit. They have an identity now. They're running the ball. They're playing good defense. Sean Payton can coach. I'll take them at home in primetime Sunday night to beat the Vikings. And then the Monday nighter. I mean, how about the Super Bowl rematch? Eagles-Chiefs in Arrowhead. I'm going to go Eagles here. I am. I just think the Chiefs are a little too Travis Kelsey-dependent. The Eagles' defense is good enough to at least neutralize him a bit. Uh, They're not going to stop him, but you can neutralize him a little bit, make Mahomes throw to some of these other guys you never heard of. And, you know, Jalen Hurts coming off a bye should be a little healthier. I like the Eagles for the upset in this game. Go on the road, in arrowhead, and beat the Chiefs. I actually think the Eagles are a little bit better than the Chiefs this season. So there you go. Those are all my predictions. Uh, when we come back, I'll give you my midseason NFL awards and my predictions for the rest of the season. Just for the record, I had a Joe Burrow <laughs> for MVP ticket, and I had a Cincinnati Bengal for Super Bowl ticket. So uh, just so we're all clear here and on the same page, this is what happened with that. This is how this is what happened to those. So uh, I'm looking for a new <laughs> looking for a new prediction there. So we'll do that when I come back. Travis Thomas on WEEI taking a phone call 617-779-7937. Travis Thomas experience on social media. Here's what's trending.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
3: Thomas experience on WEI taking your phone call 617-779-7937 Travis Thomas experience on social media as well get at me there uh, you know listen i want to do some mid-season awards uh, for players and coaches here and then i want to do a let's call it revised <laughs> mid-season final predictions I say that because before I went to break um, last segment, I was saying how I came into the season, like many of us, I had all the answers. I could look at my crystal ball and tell you who was going to be the MVP and who was going to win the Super Bowl. I put my money where my mouth was, and I got a – Joe Burrow to win the MVP ticket. Wrong. Oh, but but there was more. I hitched my wagon to the Joe Burrow train, okay? Then I had the Bengals. I said it's too hard for Mahomes and the Chiefs to get back to the Super Bowl. There's only one guy who's consistently stood toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes, and that's Joe Burrow. And they're going to go to the Super Bowl and win it. So I had a Bengals Super Bowl ticket with a Joe Burrow MVP. Wrong! So now that we're at the halfway point, I feel like uh, this would be a good time to revise those predictions as well. Now, uh, I also thought Anthony Richardson would win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I was in pretty good shape for a couple weeks there, right? And then uh, we know what happened to him. I mean, all these injuries have been insane, have they not? I mean, I can't even really, like, put my finger on why. I mean, all these star quarterbacks at that, that doesn't help, you know, that are getting hurt here. Um, You know, and and listen, in years past, we would say, oh, the turf, or you got to change that, you got to change this. But I, I don't even necessarily feel like that's the case anymore. I, I mean, I guess in certain cases you could say that. But think about this. Burrow, torn wrist ligament, gone. Daniel Jones, ACL. Not that he's good, but this is a starting quarterback in the league. Gone, ACL. Kirk Cousins, Achilles, out of there. Rodgers, same thing. I mean, he was that was his first series with the Jets. He's gone in 60 seconds. You kidding me? Deshaun Watson, shoulder, Audi, Anthony Richardson, same thing. I mean, these are major injuries, some big-name quarterbacks, but pretty much all matter. I mean, all QB ones, all relevant. It's just crazy. I don't know. I don't have the answers for that one. I don't know what the NFL can do to protect these guys more than they already do. I mean, they already do protect them. Hell, you breathe on the quarterback wrong these days. You get a flag. Am I wrong? No, I'm not. I don't even want to be right, and I'm right. So, I, you know, I don't know what you could do to protect the quarterbacks uh, other than I said this earlier in the show, but you know, putting flags on everyone and playing flag football, which I got to tell you, I know I sound like old man yelling clouds, but that's, <laughs> that's where we're headed, isn't it? Am I wrong? That's where we're headed. Uh, all right, so here we go. Let's go uh, – Mid-season awards. I'll go Offensive Player of the Year first. So this feels like a two-horse race to me between Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill. Now, I'm going to go Tyreek Hill, and here's why. You know, obviously, we know how special Christian McCaffrey is. And I got to give him props, too. Since arriving to San Francisco, he hasn't been banged up. Remember in Carolina where he was literally the only show in town. He was all they had. Uh, and that's why I think I think his usage rate was so high that's why he kept getting banged up. So you know it hasn't happened that way uh, in San Francisco since he's arrived and the reason is because they have other weapons. I mean, did you see Debo last week? Debo Samuel back healthy George Kittle uh brandon Ayuk. i mean they have guys all over the place that can make plays for them and do and brock purdy you know I-, I mean the reason he's so successful in that system he doesn't hang on to the damn ball he gets rid of it and he gets it to those playmakers and so because of that i'm gonna go tyreek hill because you know yeah i know they have jalen waddle but tyreek hill is the straw that stirs the drink? You know what I mean. And Tua has proven he can stay upright this season. He's getting rid of the ball fast. Offensive lines doing a great job protecting Tua. So I'll go Tyreek Hill for the Dolphins as my offensive player of the year midseason award. Uh, Defensive player of the year, I'm going Miles Garrett. I-, I mean, this guy is just uh, he is he is absolutely ferocious. Is he not? And I know there's other great defensive players in the league, Watt and all these dudes that are awesome, and they are. But Miles Garrett, I think, is a cut above. And by the way, you know, and I said this earlier, Cleveland uh, losing Deshaun Watson for the the year stinks, no doubt, especially, you know, when you look at uh, how much they're paying him. But the reality is this. Outside of the second half last week, which is weird because his shoulder apparently was hanging off of his body. But outside of that second half uh, last week, you know, Deshaun Watson really was not playing well all season. Uh, And some of him playing so well in the second half last week was because they were playing the Ravens, who give up big leads late in games. But, you know, Deshaun was not playing well. The Browns were winning in spite of. Of him all season. So, you know, Miles Garrett is a big reason for that. Dominant defense. They run the ball effectively. And I think Kevin Stefanski can coach. So I'll go Miles Garrett Is my defensive player of the year. Uh, rookie of the year, it's CJ Stroud. <laughs> Next. I, I mean, look, he's playing like an MVP. I don't think he's going to win MVP. In fact, in the NFL, the last rookie. To win the MVP was the late great Jim Brown. I mean, who's an old timer and all, rest his soul. But that's how long, <laughs> that's how long you have to go back. That's how far ago that was that a rookie won the MVP. That was a different league back then. You know what I mean? Jim Brown, not taken away from his greatness, but he was running over plumbers electricians, and blacksmiths. You know what I'm saying? This is a different league. So I don't think C.J. Stroud's going to be an MVP, but he's damn sure going to be Rookie of the Year. Kid's been balling out. And you know who has egg on their face is the Carolina Panthers. (laughs) I mean, I said it back at draft time. Now, I didn't say this kid was going to be a star like this, but I said you got to take the bigger, stronger athlete. Because I think I thought all things were equal between Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. I thought they both were surrounded by talent in college, uh, everywhere you looked, from offensive line to running backs to the weapons they were throwing to. Uh, obviously, you know, Alabama and Ohio State respectively. Uh, and I thought it would both take them time in the league uh, to come of age. But I thought that because C.J. Stroud was the bigger, stronger, armed prospect, that's the way you had to go. But at Ohio State, he was a little bit robotic in his reads, Uh, kind of predictable, didn't improvise well. Uh, And then all of a sudden when you got to the college football playoff, it seemed like he did improvise. He was running all over the place. I was impressed to see that. And I said, boy, if you can get this C.J. Stroud on Sundays, he's going to be pretty good. And that's exactly what you got. That's why you got to watch college football, because you can get a better – you can evaluate these guys a little better watching these games every week and even the bowl games. C.J. Stroud got better as the season went on last year in college, and it's translated to the NFL. So I think he's going to be rookie of the year, and I don't think it's much of an argument uh, any other way for him. They may be a playoff team. All right. How about uh, MVP? Listen, I, I, I believe Monday night could determine it. And I know it, it feels hyperbolic to say that with so much football left. So let's just go ahead and put the disclaimer on it, barring injury. But I do believe that Jalen Hurts is about to outplay Patrick Mahomes Monday night. I thought in the Super Bowl, in a lot of ways, he outplayed Patrick Mahomes, but he had the mistake that cost the Eagles that Super Bowl. Remember that fumble? Chiefs picked it up, went the other way. I believe on Monday night, Jalen Hurts now coming off the bye week, having a week to just – he's not going to be 100%. But that knee, I mean, he was not looking like himself before that bye. I think that bye week, taking time off, will help Jalen Hurts. I think you'll see more of the dual threat Jalen Hurts Monday night. I think he's going to win the MVP. And I think the Eagles are going to be the number one seed in the NFC. And that could possibly get them back to the Super Bowl. We'll see. But I think Jalen Hurts, I'll go with uh, uh, MVP for the league. All right. How about coach of the year? I'm going to go Mike Tomlin here. Some of this, this season, could be a lifetime achievement award. Not that he's not doing a great job, but I thought Mike Tomlin did a better coaching job last year when Kenny Pickett was a rookie and they still had a winning record this year. It was easier to predict Pickett should be a year better, a year older, a year wiser. The defense is loaded. They're going to run the ball and here come the Steelers. And guess what's happened. It's gone to script, hasn't it? Because here comes the Steelers. I think Mike Tomlin finally gets a coach of the year, and I think it's way overdue. I thought he should have uh he should already have one, but he's gonna get it this year, and it could be lifetime achievement award award, cumulative style, and that's just fine. He deserves that too. So I'll go Tomlin as my coach of the year here at the midway point. All right. Let me give you my revised predictions now that uh you can stick a fork in my Bengals prediction, okay? AFC East, you know where I'm going. Same place you are, Dolphins. I mean, there's nothing to talk about. I'm not convinced the Bills make the playoffs, although we'll get to that in a second. If you want to get in here and talk football with me, 617-779-7937. You can also message me at Travis Thomas Experience on social media. But it's clear the Dolphins are going to win the division. You know it and I know it. AFC North, the Ravens. I mean, with the injury to Burrow now, you know, I, and and obviously they win that game Thursday night when Burrow goes out. I just think the Ravens are are rolling right now. They're tough, especially as at home. Lamar Jackson deserves a lot more credit than he gets for improving and playing as well in the pocket as he has. I trust the Ravens, and they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs as well. More on that in a minute. AFC South, boy. I want to say the Texans, but I can't do it. I just think the Jaguars are too talented. I think Doug Peterson's a good coach, and I think they'll figure it out, although I'm starting to have my doubts about Trevor Lawrence. He has got to go on. Not only do they have to win this division, I have to see a deep playoff run from Trevor Lawrence now, or I'm out on him. AFC West, the Chiefs, need I say more? No, I don't. Wild cards, Steelers. I will go bills. They're just too talented for me to put in the Texans or some other team, the chargers. I don't believe in them. I'll go the bills here, even though I think they're one and done. I don't think they're going to win a playoff game if they get in, by the way. And then I'm going to shock you here. I I don't believe in the chargers. Some of these other teams, Texans, I think they'll fade. They'll literally hit the rookie wall in this long season. I'm going to go the Broncos. listen, I think they have finally found their identity. Sean Payton's a great, not good coach. Russell Wilson's not the same quarterback he was in Seattle. But, boy, he can manage a game. He's an expensive game manager, but he can manage the game. That's all they need. They have weapons with Sutton and Judy. I think the Broncos figure it out and get into the playoffs. All right, in the NFC. I just told you how much I think of the Eagles. They're going to win the East and the North. I believe in the Lions so much so. I think they could go in a deep playoff run. If you told me that the Lions are in the NFC title game, I would not be shocked at all. If you told me they're in the Super Bowl, I'd be shocked. But I do think this is a team that can go into either Philly or San Fran and knock one of those teams off depending on matchups. Keep your eye on the Lions. In the South, I mean, who the hell cares? That division is so bad. Some of me thinks Baker Mayfield might find a way to get it done, but I'll go the Saints because I do believe Derek Carr will come back and sort of will them into the playoffs. I feel the same way about the Saints as I do the Bills, that they're just too talented to miss the playoffs. So I'll put the Saints in, even though I don't believe in them. In the West, I'll take the Niners. Wild cards. Cowboys. Cowboys. Seahawks and the Commanders. Listen, Sam Howe can play. Ron Rivera is not a great coach. He's a good coach. I still think he could lose his job after the season because they'll get to the playoffs and lose to somebody, and he's already really done that. And they have new ownership. They're going to want to make a splash. Maybe they go after Belichick, like the rumors say. But that team's not half bad, and that division's really good. I think the Commanders could sneak in. Super Bowl. Here's my new prediction now that we know the Bengals ain't making it. Give me San Francisco against the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Someone has got to stand toe-to-toe with Mahomes. And I'll say this about Lamar Jackson. He has yet to be healthy going into the playoffs. He's always banged up. And then when he gets to the playoffs, he's either not in the lineup or he is finishes off whatever injuries going on with him. He reaggravates something or he gets concussed or he gets knocked out of a playoff. He has not had a run yet. I will take a healthy Lamar Jackson who is throwing from the pocket for once. He deserves credit for that. And because of that, he's not getting as banged up. He's not running as much. I'll take a healthy Lamar Jackson and the Ravens to go head to head, toe to toe go into Arrowhead, which likely is going to happen. It could be in Baltimore, which will help this hypothesis more, but I'll take Lamar to beat Mahomes head to head. It's so hard to get back to a Super Bowl, especially when you're so Travis Kelsey dependent. And Travis Kelsey right now is a little distracted. So I'll take the Ravens to get to Super Bowl. I think the 49ers are the most complete team top to bottom I've seen in this league when they're healthy they are damn near unstoppable the only thing that keeps the Niners from being that is health it's the same thing I'm saying with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens I'll take a healthy Lamar and the Ravens to get to the Super Bowl I'll take a healthy 49ers team to get through the NFC gauntlet and get to a Super Bowl and they are my Super Bowl champion the San Francisco 49ers. So there you go. Midseason awards, midseason predictions, revised edition. I mean, we got all the business here on the Travis Thomas Experience. Coming up, we'll finish up any calls. 617 779 7937. If you want to get in here, talk football with me, let's do it. You can follow me and message me as well at Travis Thomas Experience on social media. Uh, I'll also briefly talk Celtics and Bruins before we get out of here. We'll do all that and more as we wrap up this fine radio program. Travis Thomas Experience on WEEI.
0: Broadcasting from the greatest sports city in the world. at the epithet- from the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-VOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI.
2: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella, is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor.
0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Travis Thomas Show on WEI. Uh-huh, baby, I like your stuff. on your ways
3: front way back way you know that i don't play streets not safe but i never run away, yeah. we'll away. smooth it oh, T, out T, here T, T, to end this fine radio flow, program I travis pray, thomas pray, experience pray, on weei I pray, I pray. wrapping it up right now we've had a explosive show that's what i would call. <laughs> i would call today explosive i mean we left uh no stone unturned and Uh, to, if you remember, if you've been rolling with me since the beginning, first of all, thank you. Uh, secondly, our first call of the day, I believe it was Joe in Rhode Island. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Joe, if you're still listening, I hope you're all right, man. Uh, he went off for four minutes straight cussing, fussing, sick and tired of being sick and tired of Bill Belichick. Once I'm gone, then he blamed me for Bill Belichick. All the problems with the Patriots and all the problems in the world. And I didn't even mind because clearly he felt better after our call. So that's how the show started. And it really just set the tone for the rest of it. Uh, I do quickly, before I want to get out of here, talk Celtics and Bruins with you. So, uh, listen, I'll start with the Bruins. The Luchich thing, I I mean, it's a lot. But, you know, um, right now... You just got to focus on what the hell's going on uh, with him and his house. You know, he's got to get his house in order. And you got to see what's going on there. Um, You know, in terms of on the ice, I don't think it's going to be much of a – it's definitely a distraction, but I don't think it's going to deter this team at all. I mean, they are dialed in, locked in. Uh you know I mean no disrespect but you're not it's not like you're losing pasta here you know what i mean uh i think they'll be just fine tonight they're going to beat the Habs ass you know it uh TD Gardens going to be electric like it always is and for my money you know i mean it's not really going out on a limb but for a, i've watched a lot of hockey this season and you know it's pretty much them and the Golden Knights are the two best teams that i've seen uh, we'll see if that lasts. I mean, the stars are pretty damn good too. Uh, but the golden Knights look like, I mean, they've just picked up right where they left off last season. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I would love, love to see a Bruins golden Knights, Stanley cup final. That would be awesome. But we know there's a lot left to be played. Uh, as far as the Celtics, uh, they're the best team in the league. You know, Jalen Brown now banged up, but he'll be fine. You know, and even they've proven, you know, him in and out of the lineup, Porzingis in and out of the lineup, which you knew would happen when you acquired him. It doesn't matter. I mean, now you need those guys healthy, obviously, in May and June, and that's the game plan, and I believe they will be, and that's why I believe the Celtics are going to get another banner. And here's another thing. Uh, I'm going to blow your mind with this. As I say, the goal is for the C's to be healthy going in to May and June. That's exactly why I still believe the Lakers are the most dangerous team out West, not named the Denver Nuggets. I'm not buying Luca and the Mavs playing well right now. Luca and Kyrie, do you really trust them long-term? I don't. Uh, I don't buy the Timberwolves. I don't think it's sustainable. I think what Anthony Edwards is doing is sustainable, but I don't think what they're doing as a team is – So I'm not buying them either. The Thunder are still too young. So are the Kings. The Lakers are playing the long game, people. I'm telling you, LeBron and the Brow need to be healthy in May and June. If that happens, we are getting. Clip this off. So we have it on wax. We're getting Celtics-Lakers in the finals. And you watch those ratings. And by the way, LeBron's already got his stupid bubble title. That's the last title he's getting. It's going to be a passing of the torch moment where the Celtics beat the Lakers in the finals and Jason Tatum. Look at me. ID captain. Now he will be the new face of the league. I'm I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Golden boy looks good image. Family guy. Good dad. Hey, Steph's a little older. Giannis has a running mate now. Jason Tatum, new face of the league. Thank you so much for supporting me, as you always do. I hope to be back sooner than later. Check me out on Nesson Monday through Friday every day, 1 p.m. and 530. Travis Thomas Experience on WEEI.
0: Gresh and I don't think Will Greer is out of the discussion. I think he is just as much of an option as Bailey Zappi is. I know the one person who is not an option is Mac Jones. Under any circumstances, he is not going to be in the game. You can't so blame. him So you're anybody. going Fourier guaranteed. Yes.
3: Mac will not start against the Jones. No, he will not.
0: Did you miss something? Listen to the podcast on the Odyssey app or at weei.com. Gresh and Fourier. Middays 10 to 2 on New England Sports Original. WEEI. WEEI.